together. If you don't have one of these little available, pick one up for yourself. And today we're going to be looking at our reading for this coming week. And that is all about the death of Jesus. So we're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke and John this week. And we're looking at the death of Jesus. So if you've got your Bible, how about we turn right now to Matthew chapter 27. Excellent. Matthew 27. It'll be on the screens, I think, if, uh, if your Bible. And we're going to pick it up from verse 32. So Matthew 27, verse 32. We're going to read a bit of Scripture this morning. Are we there? We ready? All righty. As they were going out, the man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him, this is Jesus, King of the Jews. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults, heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests The teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. King of Israel, let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the robbers crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Verse 45, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus has cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Lord God, this morning, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, your word alive. It is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. So Lord, we open up our hearts afresh today to receive from you, receive from your word. We honor your word. We respect your word. We are and speak to us in a personal way. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 Looking at the death of Jesus. So this morning, church, I want to ask us a question. And I think it's a fairly good question. So my question to us all right now is, why did Jesus have to die? Why did Jesus have to die? We're going to explore that a little bit now. So to start with, I need a helper. Now, probably my helper this morning is either a school teacher or someone who can write with legible handwriting. Is anyone, is anyone game to show us your handwriting this morning? Come on. Come on, I know there's someone. You don't want me to pick someone because that could get dangerous. 
Come on, surely this might help. I've got, uh, I brought with me Briar, I mean incentives. Okay, so here's the deal. Come on. All right. They're good for you. They're, they're good. All right. Thank you, Sonia. This is Sonia. Now, you got some good handwriting? Good. You're going to write nice and big. So what the rest of us are going to do is we're going to shout some answers to this question, okay? And I do have chocolate. So who wants to kick us off by telling us very briefly, why did Jesus have to die? And you will be rewarded. Anyone at all? Other back. Miriam. So, great. Let's write that down. Who else? Sins can be forgiven. Oh, sorry, bad throw. <laughs> Set us free. Are we going too fast? This is good. Who's next? He does love us. Well, those Maltesers don't go very well. All right, who's next? Heal us. Who said that? Here. Fantastic. Good catch. Who else? Who else? Why else did Jesus have to die? Duration. Love it. Sandra. Yes, good. Fulfill prophecy. Anyone else? I've still got more chocolate. Yeah. Fantastic. Whoop. Bring us back to God. Couple more? Well, we'll go ahead now. Now the chocolate's speaking. Come on. He was a perfect sacrifice. Very good. Where were we? Yep. So we may have life. I like that. Right down the back. Well, that's a big one. Have fun with that, Sonia. It's good. All right, one more, one more. Lucky last. Yeah, making me work. Punishment we deserve. Good. All right, now check out this board. Redemption, life, salvation, sins forgiven. He set us free. He loves us. Healing, there was restoration, the fulfillment of prophecy. He brings us back to God and a perfect sacrifice. That's some good answer. Give yourselves a round of applause. Now, my next question is, who just knows they need chocolate right now? We better, we better, uh, all right, here we go. Him over here. I reckon the music team, come on, Will, you need chocolate. The big man needs chocolate. All right, I'm chocolateless. So this is some good stuff right here. So we talk about, basically, we, we've set our pins forgiven. You know, sin basically stuffed the whole thing up. Yeah, So we read in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, we read of Adam and Eve. They're in this amazing relationship, perfect relationship with God in the Garden of Eden. There's peace, there's prosperity, there's holiness, there's hope. It's incredible. And then, unfortunately, we have to read Genesis 3. And we all know what happens in Genesis 3. Yeah, So suddenly creation is stained by this thing called sin. We're short of the glory of God. And let me just read out a couple of verses here from Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. And I'm just going to read it from the message translation uh, because it gives us a really good perspective, fresh perspective. It says, you know the story of how Adam landed us in the dilemma that we're in. First sin, then death, and no one is exempt from either sin or death. That sin disturbed relations with God in thing and everyone. Then in Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 26, again from the message translation, 
It says, since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us, God did it for us. In other words, He made a way. Out of His sheer generosity, He put us in right standing with Himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess that we're in and restored us to where He always wanted us to be. That is, in right relationship with Him, adopted into His family. And He did it by means of Jesus Christ. God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world to clear that world of sin. Having faith in Him sets us in the clear. God decided on this course of action in full view of the public. We read about the public ridicule, humiliation. To set the world in the clear with Himself through the sacrifice of Jesus, finally taking care of the sins He had so patiently endured. I don't know about you, but I want to give God some thanks. That is so good that we can stand here free because of what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. You see, on the cross, when Jesus was hanging there, every one of our sins that we have ever committed was nailed into the body of Jesus as He hung there on the cross. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, we died with Him. Therefore, when Jesus rose again three days later, we rose with Him. It says that we were, uh, the old is gone. And the new has come. We are a new creation in Him, alive in Jesus. Jesus living on the inside of us, and we are alive in Him. That's what this year is all about, our theme, in Him, alive in Him. It gets me happy. It gets me excited. We are in Him. And, and, and the thing is, why do we have to die? Simple answer is we were too far gone. We were too bad, I believe, to just simply be cleansed or kind of brushed off or get a wet one and kind of wipe you down. Like, like we, we were bad. I don't know about you, but, but in Romans here that, that we read, and I love what the message says, it says that we've all compiled a long and, and, and sorry record of sins. Does that resonate anyone? Yeah, we've got some honest people in the room. We're all in the same boat. We needed a Savior. We needed to die from our old self and be raised to life anew. That's where we get the term born again Christian because we are born again person of Jesus. Jesus is in us and we are in Him. This is good news. Now, another question, full of questions this morning I am, but did it come as a surprise to God in Genesis 3 when humankind failed and we sinned. Was it a surprise? No, it wasn't, was it? You see, Jesus coming to this earth, taking on humanity through the incarnation, it says taking on flesh. Remember, Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. Okay, that's good theology right there. 100% God, 100% man takes on humanity. He was plan A all along. Not some afterthought that God conjured up because, oh, gee, the humans aren't doing so well. We better come up with a plan B. No, 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 this was plan A, and I can prove it. There's a little verse in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, and, it, and it's an incredible verse. I, I won't understand the, the fullness of it, this sanity, but it says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. You heard that before? Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So it got me thinking. I'm thinking, before the foundations of the world, that's a long time ago. That's before Genesis 1, before God breathes the world into existence. I believe what was occurring was there was a conversation going on in heaven. 
between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity, yeah? God three. I believe there was a conversation, and, and that conversation was all about And God decided in that moment that we just love humanity so much that we are going to make a way. And I believe it's in that conversation that Jesus put up and said, I'm going to be the sacrificial lamb for the entire world. John 3.16, for God so loved the that he gave. It's all about love. God loves us so much that he gave what was most precious to him, his only son, Jesus, that Jesus came to the earth to die so that we may have redemption, that we may have life, that we may have salvation, that our sins could be forgiven, so that we may be set free. Why? Because He loves us. He wants to heal us. He wants to restore us through the fulfillment of prophecy. He wants to bring us back to God. He doesn't want that separation. And He was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus loves you and I. Wow, that's an amazing invitation right there. That's an incredible invitation. That's what God is offering us, every single one of us. Even though we are failed, even though we are broke people, we're all in the same boat. That's what He's offering. All we have to do is accept this incredible invitation and say, yeah, Jesus, I need you. I need to be in you. Jesus died the death He should have died Why? Because He loves us so much and He wants us to be in His family. So that's why Jesus died for us. And in just finishing, just for a minute, I want to discuss what Jesus' death accomplished for us. There's a couple of things on here. I've got five things I've written down. What did Jesus' death accomplish for us? The first thing, it accomplished freedom. Come on, that is good right there. We are free. If Jesus is your Savior, He is your Lord, you are free from sin. In fact, turn to the person next to you and just say, hey, I'm free. And turn to the other person and say, I'm free. Free in Jesus. That's that's enough right there. Freedom. 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 Incredible. But He did so much more. Number two, what Jesus has accomplished for us was redemption. That is clearing of a debt that we could no longer ever, ever, ever pay. Ever pay. Who's got a mortgage debt out of interest in here? Who would love their bank to ring you up and just say, hey, I wanted to let you know that your debt has been wiped clean. Come on. Who thinks their bank is ever going to do that? No. But you see, we, we have got such an incredible debt that's way greater, far greater than the entire mortgage toll room. And that is the debt of sin that we owe to God. Yet Jesus came and wiped us free. Redemption. Redemption in Him. I love this verse in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. It says, in Him. There's the crux right there. In Him, we have redemption. Through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. In accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Wow, that's nice. So much so, I want to read it again. Ephesians 1, I believe this is going to speak to someone. Maybe you've read this before, but you're just going to get something fresh. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Number one, Jesus' death accomplished for us freedom. Number two, redemption. Number three, 
Justification, a big word. What does justification mean? It basically means that we are made holy, we are made righteous in God's sight. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, it says, God straights his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Justified. Justified. You know, God calls us just to come to him just as we are. We are justified. Don't have to put on a a facade or, or put on a show trying to impress God. No, no, no. Just be who you are. Just be who God created you to be. You know what? If Jesus is living on the inside of you, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. That's cool. Reflecting Jesus everywhere we go. Mirroring Jesus everywhere we go. We're justified. When God looks at you, he doesn't see the past, the sin of the past. He sees you now, restored, whole, justified, because Jesus is on the inside of you. Cool, hey? That's cool. Justification. Number four, another big word. You ready for another big word? Sanctification. Oh, that was a big one, as. We've got it out there. Sanctification basically means to be set apart or made holy. That's what sanctification means. In Hebrew chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 10 to 12, it says, The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the city gates to make his people holy or sanctified through his own blood. We are set apart. We are made holy through the blood of Jesus. So we got from our sin, redemption in him, justification, sanctification, and one more, and this is my favorite. I love this. Number five, Jesus' death accomplished for us the ushering in of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's good. The ushering in of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John chapter 16 and verse 7, I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Holy Spirit, the counselor, the comforter, the advocate, the teacher, our guide. Our intercessor. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth or the revealer of Jesus, Holy Spirit. We sang about the Holy Spirit earlier on. We we see in this room right now, right here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Church, would you just close your eyes with me for a moment? We're just going to make for the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do in this moment. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome on the inside of us. Would you just put your hand up and repeat after me? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Yeah. Holy Spirit, people.
touch your people. Touch your people. speak to one person quickly who came in this morning just so anxious almost like your stomach was in knots you're almost physically sick worried with the weight of the one on your shoulders I just sense in this moment right now that what you're feeling is just the peace of God washing away don't fight it, don't resist it, just allow the Holy Spirit just to wash it away. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome. Welcome in our lives, welcome in our church. We love you, Holy Spirit. The revealer of Jesus. And just in this atmosphere, whilst every eye closed, if you don't know Jesus yet, but you want to today. You know, the Bible says it's as simple as believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. Today, Jesus can become your Savior, save you from your sin. He can be the Lord of your life. So without anyone looking around, if, if that's you, uh, if you raise your hand just to acknowledge that and just say to God, yeah, that's me, we'll pray a prayer with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Lord God. One young man's just raised his hand, going to come in with God. Just wait a moment longer if there's anyone else here this morning that wants Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Just raise your hand and we'll pray together. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, church, how about we just, can I ask you all to stand right now? We're going to pray together. Young man, you raise your hand. You just pray this prayer from, from your heart. You can stay in your seat. That's fine. Uh, pray this in your, from your heart. We're going, to re, we're going to pray with you right now. So how about we repeat after me? God, I thank you for Jesus. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross and took away my sins. I believe you rose again and that I rose with you. I ask you now to come into my life, to be my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your presence and your Holy Spirit. Live for you all the days of my life. I will love you and worship you. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God some praise in this.
Thank you, Lord.